0: So we're in our last of a short little series on courage today. Uh, One of the traits we want within KCC, as Matt has already said, along with uh, acceptance and honour, generosity, integrity and forgiveness, we want these to be some of the hallmarks amongst our church family and spilling over into everywhere we go because we carry these traits wherever we go. And so we're coming to this last in a short series, but certainly not the end in the journey of trying to build And become courageous people. So it's just so exciting that, you know, this platform that God has laid for me to be able to speak from this morning in what's been said already. I think the overall phrase is certainly stepping out. You know, not only locally, as many people were doing yesterday amongst us going into the town, but also hearing from the team from Russia in this stepping out and being prepared to be bold, to do things for God and knowing that he'll fill in what we need when we do so. So today we're going to look at Joshua Courage and very much building on what's been said already this morning and what's gone before in the preaching series and what I talked about a few weeks ago when we're talking about courage to be bold. Uh, And yeah, I was really struck by how timely it seems to be falling, this call to be courageous and to be a people full of courage, you know, with all that's going on in this country uh, and also struck by the similarities to what Joshua was facing in Joshua 1, which is where we're going to be going this morning. You know, our nation is in time of massive change. I'm sure I don't need to, to remind you of all that's happened in recent weeks. You know, the vote to leave Europe, the change in Prime Minister and government. We're on the edge of something new. We've been in a familiar context for about 40 years. That's how long we've been in Europe as part of the EU. We've now got a new leader. There's been a shift. There's lots going on. Lots being questioned. And Joshua, at the beginning of Joshua 1, and the Jewish nation, they're at the start of something new. They're on the edge of something. They've been in something fairly familiar for about 40 years, walking around the wilderness. And now God has said, now's the time for something new. Moses has died. And Joshua is now the new leader. Everything seems to have changed. Well, not everything. God hadn't changed. And God's plan for his kingdom to be established, his plan to have a people devoted to him, remained. And similarly for us, lots is changing. But God hasn't changed. He still wants a people devoted to him. He still wants his kingdom to be established. Now when we come to Joshua 1 and we meet this character Joshua, it's not the first time. He's not new on the scene. It's not his uh, debut in the Bible. He's already shown himself to be a great warrior. You know the story in, uh, in Numbers when he faces the Amalekites in the valley. And Moses was standing up on the hillside lifting the staff in prayer while Moses, uh, well, Joshua led the people and they beat the Amalekites. So he'd already proven himself to be a great warrior. He'd also proven himself to be a faithful assistant to Moses. You know, he was Moses' aid, his helper. And he went with him on different things. When Moses was called back up the mountain to get the commandments from God, jo- Joshua went with him. He was in the tent of meeting, preparing stuff. He was there when, when God met with Moses. And he'd also shown himself to a faith-filled man. You know, he was one of the, the, the spies that went to check out the land in Canaan. And he was the one who came back and said, yeah, we can do this with God. He'd proven himself. So let's have a little look at Joshua 1. And we're just going to read the first nine verses from that to set the scene. Uh, and then we're going to have a little look about what we can learn from some things in Joshua's life in terms of Courage. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Great commissioning from God there. An amazing kind of stamp on Joshua as he steps in to this leadership position for the Jewish nation. I don't know whether it struck you, but when I read that again, I was just struck by the fact that we've got this be strong and courageous three times in just five verses. Why would God do that? Why would he make a command like that three times in five verses? As someone said, it's not that God has a speech impediment. When he repeats himself, he intends to. He's not like a stuck record It's not just that there's a fault, but actually he wants to underline something. He wants Joshua to get this message, be strong and courageous. God knew that Joshua needed to be strong and courageous, and he knew he could be. God wouldn't give him a command if he didn't think he'd be able to fulfill it. The message to us today is to be strong and courageous. Why? Because we need to be. And we can. Helen Bahrain uh, is a lady from Eritrea. And she was imprisoned and tortured for two years for her faith. She escaped and fled to Denmark. And she said this, the Western church does not make the most of its freedom. Something that Tessie was talking about. The fact we do have freedom. You have religious freedom, but you don't exercise it. The Western church is not free, it is captivated by fear. This needs to be overcome. We need to be a people who are courageous, strong and courageous, because we need to be and because we can. Joshua clearly went on to be courageous. You know, there's, as you read the rest of the book of Joshua, you see in battle he was courageous, in negotiating peace between the different Jewish tribes when they had falling out. In setting the tone and value for his household, in his obedience to God, he demonstrated time and time again boldness and courage. So what can we learn from him? What lessons can we learn about courage from Joshua? Well, there's three things I want to focus on this morning. First, that courage comes from knowing who you are and who is with you. Secondly, courage to say yes to God. And thirdly, courageous people break barriers. (laughs) So first of all, courage comes from knowing who you are and who is with you. Joshua had already been appointed as Moses' successor. He'd been called to lead the Jewish nation. And you can read that earlier in Numbers and Deuteronomy. He knew who he was, and that was so vital. Do you know who you are? We are a child of God. We're a child of the King with access to heaven's resources. That is true all the time, 24-7. Wherever you go, you are God's son or daughter and you have access to heaven's resources. That is who you are. That's fundamentally who you are. If you have said yes to Jesus, if you are a Christian, you are his child. You're an heir to the throne. You have direct access to him all the time. Timidity is not an option for us, because we've now been grafted into Christ. You have been given a spirit of boldness. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. A transformation took place the moment you said yes to Jesus, the moment you started to follow him and became a Christian, Something amazing happened and our lives should be marked by courage now because we are princes and princesses. We are sons and daughters of the king. William Carey said, you should expect great things of God and you should attempt great things for God. Because the spirit we now have is a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. It's not a spirit of timidity. Knowing who we are gives us courage. But knowing who is with us also gives us courage. The charge to Joshua to be strong and courageous would have been incredibly daunting if it wasn't surrounded by the promise that was stated twice over again in those few verses. Verse five says, I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. You know, in fact, actually says, and this must be really reassuring to Joshua, because he'd seen Moses doing incredible things for God. And Moses was the one who walked with God and saw God. And God says this in verse 5, Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. What a reassurance. You know, as Joshua stepping into this new job taking over from an amazing man of God, Who am I, God says, just as I was with him, with Moses, I will be with you. Verse 9, God goes on to say, The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, There's not a point where you're going to come into this new land where you're going to suddenly find, oh, God hasn't come with us. No, wherever you go, I'll be with you. Joshua knew God was with him. That was God's promise to him. Do you know what? We have that same promise. We have that same promise. Verse 5, I will never leave you or forsake you, is quoted in Hebrews 13. You know, people say, well, that was just Old Testament. That was just for Joshua. No, in Hebrews 13 it says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And Jesus promised in the Great Commission where he was saying, go and make disciples. What did he say? He said, behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Well, we're not at the end of the age yet, so he's still with us. That's the promise to us, not just for Joshua, but for us too. Nikki Gumbel in Bible in the Year wrote this. The answer to fear is this. God promises that he would go with Joshua. The Lord your God goes with you in verse 6. God makes the same promise to you and me today. When you are assailed by by doubts and fear, remember that wherever you go, whatever your circumstances, you can ask God to go before you and prepare the way. Therefore, you can be confident and need not be afraid. There is the promise of God's personal presence. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. This brings strength and courage. Do not be terrified. God does not tell us not to feel fear, but he does tell us not to give in to it. Do not allow fear to rob you of the blessings God wants to give you. He goes on, do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So we can be courageous because of who we are. We are children of the King of Kings and because of who is with us. He is with us all the time. Secondly, another lesson we can learn from Joshua is the courage to say yes to God. Now before this bit in Joshua 1 I read, one of the proving moments in his life was when he went with the other spies to check out the land of Canaan it's recorded in numbers 13 and 14 and moses said god's going to give us this land in canaan can you go and check it out check out what it's like what's there what the people are like who are there and will you come back and tell us all about it and there were 12 of them went one from each of the heads of one of the one of the heads of each of the tribes including joshua and caleb Now, the others don't particularly get a mention, other than in the first uh, sending out. But what happens is when they come back, they feed back. And sure, the land looks good. They even bring some grapes back and some pomegranates and say, look, there's some great fruit there. The land's flowing with milk and honey. It's brilliant. But we can't do it. Because there's people there. There's giants in their land. They're massive. There's no way we can do it. Everyone hears the stories, hear the news, they all start panicking and moaning and grumbling. And it's only Joshua and Caleb who say, no, God said he's going to give us this land. We can do it. He said yes to God. When all the others were saying no, Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, the people might be big, but God's bigger. He's giving it to us. They said yes. And it's the first of many times where we see Joshua saying yes he has a decision to make. He keeps coming up against these different situations where he can decide, am I going to go yes to God or am I going to say no to God? We have times in our lives when we, where courage can either grow or diminish. We can take the opportunities to opt for steps of faith or we can say, no, not doing it. We come to crossroads for courage, if you like. We come to these points in our lives, in situations. Some of them are day by day, just little things. Some of them are much bigger things. And we have those decisions. Are we going to go and be courageous? Are we going to say yes to God in this, or are we just going to shirk away? Joshua faced many. At the edge of the Jordan, which he's about to come to after this bit in Joshua 1, he could say, well, there's a big river. It's in full flood. Can't possibly do that. Or he could step out, which is what God told him to do. You know, when he approaches Jericho, he could see this walled city and go, all those people, how can we possibly do that? Or he can say, no, God said. I'm going to say yes to what God's saying. You know, when when Rahab came before him, how he chose to handle her, he could choose to be courageous and honour her for what she did, or he could kill her along with the rest of them. Time and time again, he had these decisions. Do I say yes to what God's doing? Do I step out in courage or not? We have lots of opportunities ourselves to take those steps of faith, those crossroads for courage. It might be in terms of morals, you know, in the workplace. Well, everyone does it. Do we choose to say no? I'm gonna be a person of integrity. I'm gonna step out here. It might cost me something. Just because everyone else does it doesn't mean it's right. There's a point of courage there when everyone's saying, you know, go on, just go and do this. No one already mind. Or even in your own place, in your own room, own house? You know, are you going to be courageous and faithful to what God says? Maybe it's in terms of being authentic and real. You know, will you choose to open up with people? It's, it takes bravery to do that, make, to choose to make yourself vulnerable. Are you going to do that, knowing that God will reward you as you do and there will be all sorts of things open up? Or are you going to, I'm not sure about that one. Maybe it's in terms of being obedient. You know, that crossroads to make the decision. Are you going to follow what God's saying? If he's prompting to, you to do something. You know, we're hearing, yes, hearing how yes, yesterday so people weren't stepping out. You know, I was with them in that. It's not something I find easy. I don't find it easy to, to go up to people and just talk to complete strangers. Maybe it's because it was drummed into me as a child. Don't talk to strangers. But I, I don't find it easy. And I, I could have just stayed at home. You know, I could have gone to the prayer meeting and, sh- and shuffled off home, but no, I wanted to, God was saying, you know, come and do this. It's those little steps, those little decisions all the time. As we're here with the Russian team, they could have just sort of taken it, you know, they could have got through the week. They didn't even need to go on the week, but then they could have just kind sort of, but they pushed themselves into new things. We have these, we, these crossroads for courage. Do we choose to, to follow with what God's saying and choose to grow our courage and build it, or do we shirk away and let it reinforce kind of just being afraid and weary? Now, please hear me. If we miss the opportunity to step out, there is grace. God doesn't condemn us. He doesn't say, oh, messed up again. He missed that one. And you know, I was saying to Robin a few weeks ago, well, when we were walking around the town centre, I was saying, oh, yeah, these these beds look amazing. And they do. The flower beds look really good in Hatfield. And, and for a number of days, the men worked really hard. There was two of them worked really hard pl- planting up the flower beds, And I was walking around town, popping to Asda and things. And every time I walked past them, I thought, do you know what, I should stop and say thanks to them because probably no one does. And I didn't. And then I had another opportunity. They were there again the next day. And I missed it probably about four or five times. And I could feel really bad that I missed it. And in some levels I do, but I can't let that condemn me. I can't feel guilty. I've just got to use it to spur me on. And it could be just those little things we can do. For me, I messed up. I didn't take a courageous step at that point. I was at those crossroads and I chose to play it safe. Who knows where God would have led me if I had, but that's for another time. I want to use it as a lesson to learn. One of the signs we're growing in God is that our yes gets bigger and our no smaller. We look for more opportunities to keep saying yes to God. That's the way that's showing that we're relying on him into new situations. You know, think of an area of your life. Maybe it's giving. Maybe it's in contributions. Maybe it's in loving people. Maybe it's in talking about your faith at work. Whatever it might be, pick an area of your life and think, is your yes getting bigger? It's a good thing to do, just to take a thermometer on different aspects, because there may be Parts of our lives where we're stepping out more and more, and others perhaps not, and think, where do you want me to go next? How do, you want me to st- how do you want me to grow next, God? Now, please also be aware, people of courage are not people who have no fear or anxiety. They're not in denial, but it's just they've decided there's something more important than their fear. They want to follow God, they want to look to him, because actually... He's the one who will be alongside us, as we've already learnt from Joshua. He's the one who is with us, and we can face all things. I don't believe Joshua went through thinking, you know, everything's rosy as he faced these difficult situations. I think he saw it, he recognised what it was, but he knew that he had someone alongside him who was bigger than all those things. And thirdly, courageous people break barriers. So they know who they are and who's with them, They're able to say yes to God in different situations, and they're people who break barriers. Joshua broke barriers. One most notably was at Jericho. You know, Jericho, I'm sure many of you know the story, this walled city, the first city they encounter as they enter into the land of Canaan, and God says, I'm going to give you this city. It wasn't a massive city, actually, as we kind of get a clue from what God tells us to do. Very strange battle technique. Probably never been repeated anywhere. I'm certainly not aware of it. So God says, well, let me read it to you. This is in Joshua 6. Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Joshua this very very unusual battle strategy what i want you to do is i want you to march around the city with the priests blowing a trumpet and i want you to do it again the next day and 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 on the 7th day i want you to go around it 7 times and when you come to an end of that 7th time you're going the priests are going to blow a loud trumpet and you're all going to shout and the walls are going to fall down and that's what happened that's what happened. Now, this is not a battle plan they've had before. They don't have it again. God calls them into something new. It's uncharted territory. It, in the face of it, looks impossible. And yet, that's what Joshua signed up for. He knew who he was. He knew who, who the God was who was with him. And he's the God of the impossible. And he says, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the city. Follow my instructions. This is going to work. He stepped out. He took the courage. There was no way this was going to happen unless God came in. That's what being courageous is like. When we step out into something that we're going to fall flat on our faces unless God comes in. Do you do many, take many of those opportunities in your life at the moment? Do you step out into things thinking it's all going to go horribly wrong unless God comes in? Something that's doomed to failure unless the king of the king rushes in. That's what breaking barriers is about. That's what stepping into new things. Do you know what? You were made to break barriers. You were made to break barriers. The Bible says we're overcomers. We have the power of Christ in us. Now, each of us may have different barriers to break, but we are called to break barriers, and we have the ability to do so. And so often it's our unresolved fear in ourselves that stops us from innovating, for going into new things because we're afraid we'll get rejected if we do that something new. But God says you're a people who are called to break barriers. Take courage. The challenge is to us is to step, take the steps of faith, to step out. We need to courageously take the kingdom wherever we go to demonstrate it. The hallmarks of the kingdom are hallmarks like hope and joy, righteousness, salvation, healing, comfort, and peace those are some of the things that we should be courageously taking and demonstrating wherever we go how much does the world need to know peace right now how much does the world need to know there is something more something that is stable and trustworthy that the god is the god who still reigns as the shaking happens in this nation and around the world countries like France and Turkey that we've been hearing about already this morning you know we can we can react and be fearful or we can choose to trust our God and to be people who bring peace. It takes courage to bring peace. You know, there's so much hatred flying around. You hear of children in schools sorry, children in schools that are being told they don't belong in this country, that they need to get out. That's wrong. We need to be people who speak up for peace and unity. For pray to be those people who are peacemakers and it takes courage it's barriers that need to be broken down and that's our calling that's your calling that's my calling do you know what a ship in the harbor is safe but that's not what ships are built for we're called to go out to do something different and as we take steps of courage we encourage others to do so too we can spur each other on Joshua's courage was contagious. You know, he heard from God, be strong and very courageous, and he went out and did amazing, bold exploits. And others broke the barriers because of what he was doing. He got the message, be bold and courageous. God declared it clearly to him, and he so then grasped it and it became who, part of who he was. I believe it already was part of who he was because of what happened before. But he was then able to tell others with conviction to do the same. In fact, we see it in Joshua 10, 25. He speaks to the people and he says exactly the same words. Do not be afraid or dismayed. Be strong and courageous. You know, when we step out in courage, we spur one another on. We want to be a people who do that, who go on adventures with God, who go on exploits with him. We're called as a church and as individuals to be people who are strong and courageous. Why? because we need to be, and because we can. So what can we learn from Joshua about courage? Courage comes from knowing who you are and who is with you. Do you know who you are and who is with you? Courage to say yes to God. Where could you say yes to God this coming week? Is your yes getting bigger? And courageous people break barriers. Where are you going to be courageous? You know, Joshua, near the end of his life, said this As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Maybe part of your courage isn't about setting values for your family, to be people who have integrity in all their dealings. Maybe it's in actively taking the kingdom, taking these traits of love and peace, hope and joy, salvation, taking it into new areas where perhaps you've sat quietly in those places before bringing peace maybe you're someone who's been called to bring peace into situations between family members who've fallen out friends groups countries who knows what god's calling you to do i want to finish by declaring the verses from joshua one over each one of us because it's true for us as much as it was for joshua I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.